in the morning. Two reality show hosts have made names for themselves by going into wilderness and surviving with only each other and their wits. But when they head into the new legendary New Jersey Pine Barrens, the home of the Jersey Devil, they discover things have become very, very real. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here are B-Movies the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, here we are. It's still found footage month. Uh, we, we Week found, number two. We found this movie, A Devil's Trail, by, uh, by Henrique Cuto. Um, from 2017, uh, you heard the back of the box. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. Let's let's get the bottom out of the way, Paul. Let's just let's just get the shit done. All right, you want to start this one? Sure. Uh, for me, number three. These guys who are supposedly survivalists seem to get a lot of survival facts wrong, especially the difference between personal items and items that a day hiker would typically carry in his pack. Such as they say that they're. You know, one of their three personal items that they're allowed to carry into the woods that they can choose out of anything is a knife for both of them. But yet, something a typical day hiker would carry is iodine tablets. I'm sorry, I will sometimes go on a day hike through the fucking woods. You know what I carry? A knife. You know what I don't fucking carry? Iodine tablets. I carry a knife with me on a day, daytime walk through, like, the city. I, I mean, like, that I mean, fucking... In my neighborhood. Ooh, you know, mark, mark a tree with your knife. It's not going to do any harm to the tree. Yes, it is. You're carving bark off of the tree. That does harm to the tree. Have you not... Do you, do you know nothing of botany? If you never watched Captain Planet. Number two. I have to agree with Dallas. The character Hank really does need to learn how to shut the fuck up every once in a while. Like, it's a found footage movie. Like, let the footage speak for itself. You don't have to speak. You really don't. The footage is supposed to speak. Number one. Not literally, but, you know. The first 30 minutes of this movie, before the glowing eyes start appearing, is excruciating to watch. It's dull. It's boring. And really, like, all the stuff they say and how they interact seems extremely forced. Once things get going at night, it kind of gets better, but just the, those first 30 minutes, I'm just like, can something please happen? You had some harsh words for this one, huh? <laughs> All right, so number three, the two survivalists say at the beginning of the film that they're only allowed to bring three personal items and some basic hiking gear, and Corey touched on this one earlier, but... They happen to have iodine tablets as one of the, you know, just, you know, things you take on a hiking trip. And I, I'm sorry, that was that was ridiculous. I I, mean, I, I didn't buy that one if, at all. If you are talking like a three day pack into the woods or like an overnight trip, I can understand like iodine tablets or some kind of water purification thing being your, you know, something you typically have. But to be like, oh, well, you know, these are just typical things someone going on a one day hike is going to have. No, the canteen, which someone brings as their personal item and not, like, something you're regularly taking on a hike. It, it, no, a canteen would be something you regularly take on a hike. The iodine tablets would be a specialized item that you're allowed to bring. Yeah, I definitely didn't buy that they were survivalists. They seemed like guys who just read a few survival tips um, right before making the film and were like, did you know this, this um, nature fact? Like, oh, okay, cool. So... Number two, this kind of annoyed me. So there was a twist ending at in this film, which kind which is kind of interesting. 
And then there was another twist ending within that twist ending, and it just felt forced. It felt like it really undermined the original one, and I I didn't really like that. I just thought it was trying too hard to be, be shocking and surprising, and it should have just left the original one or just done something differently. And a funny thing about this, we actually um, bought this movie from the guy who who uh, directed it and played um, played Hank in it. And he told us that we would never guess the ending. Well, I guess the first ending, but I kind of thought that it was a possibility that it would go into the second twist ending. But I'm like, nah, they're not going to do that. Then as, it ha- as it's happening, I'm like, oh, they're, they're going in that direction. Yeah, Paul, Paul even voiced that like halfway through the movie. He's like, oh, I bet this is going to happen. And I'm like... Uh, maybe not, but... Like, I wasn't sure, but I'm like, there's a strong possibility of it. And number one, like many, many found footage films, this one mostly consists of people walking in the woods and talking and more walking and more talking, and then it ends kind of abruptly. I mean, it's pretty typical of the genre at this point. There are few movies that really deviate from that but for the most part that's the pattern that these kind of films follow and this one for the most part did the same all right so uh i guess on to the top three what was good about this film i'm I'm sure we can find some good in it paul i bet we can um number three dallas himself actually seems like a cool survivalist kind of person that i would watch youtube videos of um he actually seems to have his shit more together knows more things about surviving and uh, i think more serious generally could give me better tips than hank could i mean hank's biggest claim is that he's an eagle scout and i mean i know a couple eagle scouts and that i mean to me doesn't really speak too highly i mean to be fair uh i think hank's character is supposed to be um not really survivalist who's more of a YouTube um, or internet celebrity, so he was, he was kind of there to make the show more interesting, whereas Dallas is kind of the serious survivalist, so they were kind of meant to um, contrast each other, so I, I get where they were coming from. Well, maybe instead of being annoying, you should have sang Chocolate Rain the whole time. That would have been interesting, but um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I would have trusted Dallas's survival skills, considering he, he brought a, um, a slingshot as one of his, um, his personal items and then could not kid anything with it. So, uh, number two, I did really enjoy the scenes that happen at night. I mean, to me, that's more of, like, the found footage. Like, show, show the desperation. Show something going on. Show them, you know, in fear for their life. You know, not this, you know, 90% of the movie is walking around in the middle of the day talking. Like, show the shit going down. That's the glory of the found footage. And I think it just hit it, it, it like it, it really hit the mark in those couple night scenes. And uh, that those were my most of my favorite. Uh, number one, there are three naked girls for absolutely no reason towards the beginning of the film. Normally in a film when there's nudity for no reason, just for the sake of having nudity, it's kind of a downside for me. Unless it's um, a sexploitation film. It, 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 well, and then there's the reason for it. Like, that's the selling yeah. point of the movie. True, true. Um, but you know what? I'll make an exception here. You know, the, the nudity in here is just literally to throw a character in here that's the, the you're doomed guy. Um, Instead of an old guy, you've got, you know, naked, naked chicks. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for this film, I think it really did bring a highlight of, uh, yeah, nudity for no reason is the highlight here. 
All right, number three. So I go hiking relatively, um, I wouldn't say frequently, but not infrequently. I'm, I'm kind of an outdoorsy kind of guy. And, you know, I've seen deer outside. I've seen, um, I've run, in, run into some bears kind of in the distance and everything. And But I've never run across a group of naked women before forming some kind of pagan ritual, you know. I really didn't have any intention of going to New Jersey, but somehow it seems more appealing. I mean, I, I do regularly go on hikes, too, and, uh, I mean, the closest to that I've come across is, like, a redneck family that's, like, you know, the, the seven seven foot tall giant baby-esque, you know, child, the, like, three foot tall mother that's, like, rounder than a pumpkin, and, like, the tall, slender dad that's holding a pitchfork in the middle of the woods. I mean, that and that was when I was in, like, seventh grade, and I was just like, eh, whatever. And, like, nowadays, if I would come across that, I'd be like, holy fuck, get away from me. <laughs> the occasional cannibals, you know. Uh, number two, I, I actually kind of liked the, um, banter between Dallas and Hank. Um, I definitely had a few laughs to that. I thought their characters, um, their, um, different personalities really, um, contrasted, but, like, worked, worked well with each other, so. And number one, I thought that they, that the two characters really played off the desperation of the situation pretty well. Like, they were really, like, lashing out at each other at, at certain portions of it. And like I said, with their personalities, you really see like them get on each other's nerves and like how in a normal situation, these guys probably wouldn't be friends, but it's just made all the worst by the fact that they're starving and they have very little water. It's kind of an odd couple effect that they go for in the movie. And it, it, it does work to an extent. I thought it me. worked pretty well. Yeah. It's like the odd couple if they were like in the middle of the woods without any food. But they didn't cannibalize each other, which um, I, was, I thought would have made the movie a little bit more interesting. Especially if they cannibalized each other while they were alive. Like, like how interesting would that be? Like, like okay, I'm going to get this of your body part, and you're going to get my part of this body. Like, you can have my left toe, and I'll take, um, I'll take your, um, your um, appendix or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. It's trading by. So something we really didn't mention here, uh, we kind of mentioned it, you know, they banter back and forth, but uh, there are a few quotable move- moments in this movie, so let's give ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We're going to quote this movie back and forth, and you tell us who had the better quotes. Uh, I guess I'll get us started off with, uh, we're performing a ritual. Knives are very important. This is not for the weak. You're being a fucking diva. I don't want to leave an elephant in the woods. Love may be severe. Why are you naked? Shut the fuck up and get in the tent. And that ends this episode of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or, you know, anything you'd like to share about it, please leave it in the comments below. I think it's time we give this some more final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a solid 7 out of 10. I gave it a 5 out of 10. Uh, you know, I, I have to start. Found footage is not my favorite genre. And uh, Devil's Trail is definitely a found footage film that's made in the style of your typical annoying YouTuber. It's hard to watch, and all through it, you're just hoping that some calamity comes along and ends it all. Unfortunately, it keeps going, and you have to listen to Hank talk for over an hour, wishing for him to listen to Dallas and shut the fuck up. Another film from the school of M. Night Shyamalan and What a Twist. It's at least satisfying in the end, knowing that what they tell you at the beginning of the film is actually true. Found footage is hard to do in an entertaining style, 
And if it weren't for the drinks and the nudity, this probably would have been unbearable. And on that note, if you're going to pretend to be a survivalist, at least learn what the fuck a bear looks like. So Devil's Trail follows, the, follows two guys who host a nature survival show as they try their best to survive the woods of New Jersey with hardly any equipment. Their situation quickly goes south as, they, as their search for food goes horribly wrong and they begin to lash out, out at each other. The different personalities between the two protagonists, Hank and Dallas, made for some entertaining ban- banter and interesting conflict when the situation really got desperate. Unfortunately, like most found footage films, this movie consists primarily of little more than walking through the woods with nothing of real importance happening. Even the back and forth bantering between the two began to feel repetitive at times as they were just kind of rehashing the same arguments over and over again. There really wasn't much in regards to the Jersey Devil or whatever the monster in the film was supposed to be, and the ending was kind of a letdown. However, there were boobs in the first 20 minutes of the film, so, you know, at least there's that. You know, something I don't understand, this is our second movie we've watched about the Pine Barrens and people being lost in New Jersey. Like, if you're lost in New Jersey, and you're fearing for your life, and there's, you know, some kind of monster stalking you, why would you not just call for the Toxic Avenger? I, I mean, he's, he's the only one in New Jersey who can really help you. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I feel like, like if you're in New Jersey, you're probably lost as it is. So. I mean, th- now <laughs> I want to see this. Problem. I want to see the Toxie versus the Jersey Devil. Like, Lloyd Kaufman, make yeah, it happen. Hey, Lloyd Kaufman, get on this. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it is time. We, we, need, we really do need to drink away this flick. So let's, let's tell our friends how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time they use one of their personal items, take a drink. Number two, every time you hear a branch or twig break, take a drink. Number three, whenever the characters talk about survival, take a drink. Number four, anytime a different character is leading the walking, take a drink. And of course, number five, because it's found footage month, anytime the screen gets all staticky, take a drink. Every time either Dallas or Hank says they need to cut some dialogue from the final take, take a drink. Every time the practicality of using a slingshot comes into question, take a drink. Every time you see glowing red eyes in the distance, take a drink. And every time you see a triangle symbol somewhere in the woods while Hank and Dallas are walking, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the stick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com that's bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can also check out our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are links provided below. If you have a film you've made and that you'd like us to review, you can submit it on our website. As of now, we have dozens of submissions to get through. So if you'd like to have your your film reviewed in a timely manner or by a particular date, uh, consider donating to our PayPal in order to push it to the top of our list. All donations are appreciated. So, we've come to the end of week two here of Found Footage Month, uh, both, both taking place in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, um, and about the Jersey Devil, uh, supposedly. Um, let's rank them. For me, number two, Devil's Trail. It was a movie. It was like watching a very long, very long YouTube video that I didn't want to watch. 
Number one, the last broadcast, although mostly documentary or mockumentary and uh, just a dash of found footage, it is kind of the originator of the modern found footage film. And uh, I, it was just overall better. Yeah, number two, I had Devil's Trail. I didn't dislike it as much as Corey, it seems, but, you know, not the best film. Not the worst found footage film I've ever seen by far, because God knows there's some bad ones out there. But, you know, I ended up liking the last broadcast a bit more. I mean, it was, I thought it was a bit more unique. It kind of paved the way for those to follow, and it was just overall um, a little bit better of a movie. So, um, as we finally escaped the Pine Barrens, we, uh... <laughs> finally out of New Jersey. We, we found a movie aptly named Monster Movie. And guess what? It's by the Polonia Brothers. All right, the Polonia Brothers helped us get out of New Jersey, finally. I mean, Saved us from the Jersey Devil. Let's go. Come on, 2008 Monster Movie. Bring us home. Bring us some good stuff. And we'll find out. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back. For more. Get over there. Oh, see,